0: Good evening and welcome to episode 252 of the JazzNet Podcast. I'm John McCallum, I'm your host tonight. Um, Every other presenter we've got has come out on strike in sympathy with Gary Lineker tonight, so I'm afraid you're going to have to make do with myself. Uh, and my fellow black leg, Stuart Weir. Um, this is the independent Rangers podcast made, fi- made for fans by fans, uh, where the content is free. Um, JustNet is not just a podcast. There is a forum, there are articles, social media, there's a history archive. Um, and if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, uh, share it on social media, tell people about it. If you don't enjoy it, then tell Frankie about it. Um, Now, before I introduce Stuart, who, of course, doesn't need any introduction, uh, can I just give a word of thanks to Forest Precision Engineering. Um, They are a subcontract Glasgow-based engineering company and they have been a big commercial supporter of Rangers for many, many years. And we are delighted that they are backing uh, the JazzNet podcast. Um, You can find out more about Forest Precision Engineering if you go to their website, which is forestprecisioneng.com. Um, perhaps of more interest to you uh, is the Forest Precision Engineering Executive Lounge, uh, which is a stunning hospitality area within the main stand at Ibrooks. and it is available, um, you can book that, um, uh, it is a unique space, and for more information about it, uh, you can contact the club directly via hospitality at rangers.co.uk. Okay, um, that's the. That's the official bits out of the way, Stuart. Um, so you're with me tonight, Stuart. I, I, you know, Frankie clearly trying to target the younger hipster listeners tonight. Um, uh, getting you and me on. Um, they're getting the guys getting, getting ready before they go out clubbing. Um, uh, so they've, they've brought you and me along. Uh, and there can be no other reason for you and I to be on. Uh, how do we find you tonight, Stuart? You had a good week.
1: I feel like Trevor Nelson suddenly, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe, or Gary Davis sounds of the 80s. But no, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty good. Um, and you know, a bit of, if you like, positivity, um, around the Rangers camp with a very good performance in midweek and the prospect of a Scottish Cup tie this weekend. Absolutely.
0: Now, before we go any further, I have to ask. What is that sticking out the wall behind your head? There is something that looks like it's just sticking out of your wall and it's catching my eye every time I look at it. And it uh, yeah. looks vaguely like, yes, that's exactly what
1: it is. What is that? If you pull that, do you eject out the house? How does this work? No, I'll, I'll show you what they actually are. They're drumsticks. They're drumsticks. Yeah. There you
0: go. There you okay. go. Is the, you? Uh, young Lanark Truth Defenders has got a gig the, tomorrow night or the, something. The, you get yourself the, ready. The kit, the kit, the kits are there. Just out, there, just out of screen. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, look, Tom. <laughs> you started by talking about uh, our performance during the week. And that's a good place to start. Look, um, a four-one win at Easter Road is always welcome. Uh, I, I've, I'm have i sure as all of us have done over the years I've seen us struggle there in the past I've seen us give away daft points I've seen us be outplayed uh, at Easter Road in the past but uh, that certainly wasn't the case um, a, a 4-1 victory and we managed to score all five goals um, look,
1: I love cut straight to it was that
0: our best performance of the season do you think Stuart?
1: Yeah I think so um, I think there was a, a fluidity to the Rangers' performance that I don't think we've really seen at all this season I think um, you know I've interested or I, people I've spoken to I'm kind of interested in on their take or was interested in their take on what they actually perceived the formation to be you know and I think When you start asking people or different people that question, and you get different answers back, it maybe shows you that there there was an openness to the Rangers' performance that people haven't really seen this season. I think you know the the rigidity of the 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 kind of four two three one formation. Well, you could say that Rangers played two and out strikers, but then again, they they both have a kind of a tendency. To to drift out wide, so it wasn't the sort of traditional, if you like, Brandon Miller or McCoyston and Hayley sort of formation. Hately, yeah. yeah, but I mean, if, but I, th- I think all in all, it was a, a really good performance. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, go back over old old ground here, but you know, a couple of weeks ago before the League Cup final, I did say that I thought that. Uh, that Cantwell um uh you know was was here to play football as was Raskin. Um and I think we are now seeing those two guys put on a game and, and play football they can do uh, you know I don't want to go over all ground as I say or bring up nightmares but I don't I don't think there's an opportunity for Rangers in that league cup final, I don't think I don't think they were brave enough. I really don't think they were brave enough. Um, maybe a bit late now, but there's still a, a, another trophy, at least one trophy to play for. Um, and one trophy where Rangers have a, a real possibility of taking something, and that's the Scottish Cup. Um, and I think the two of them coming on to a game would, will certainly help um, you know, in, in terms of any ambition that Rangers have. I, I do like Raskin. I, I've said it from day one. You, you if you move to a club like Rangers with the opportunities that will arise there, I think he's buying up for it. I I, I think he is really up for playing football, and that's the kind of guys you want in your team. I also, think that Jack actually played well in the midfield as a the sort of dominant holding role, and I think he might have been actually he might have looked better in that role simply because the Rangers midfield wasn't as cluttered as it is sometimes when you have maybe, you know, Kamara and Lundstrom in, in the lights um, kicking about in the same area. He actually looked as if he had a bit of time and a bit of space to play in. And again, that yeah. make him down to the sort of formation that Rangers utilised on, on Wednesday night.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, R- Raskin's contribution to our second goal uh, is I, think, I think overlooked by a lot of people because, you know, it was a cracking finish. Um, and, you know, a lovely run to the front post, um, by Cholak and then, uh, you know, and a lovely finish, you know, well found by Sakala, who used his pace and, and, you know, for But it was Raskin who, who won that ball, um, who won that ball in midfield, and that's what you need, you know, you need your midfield. If you're going to play a game, but you're closing people down quickly. You need someone like Raskin, and you can do it. And I can't help but look at Raskin and think, if you were six inches taller, you'd, you'd probably be playing for, um, you know, in a, a, a better league, frankly, than than the one you're playing in just now. I, um, well, just, on,
1: or just on, on Raskin, uh, I, I mean, I said it a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, uh, these kind of things sometimes come back to haunt you, but it, I wasn't drawing direct comparisons or parallels, but there, there is something about his manner um that reminds me of Paul Gascoigne. He he is quite physical in terms of how he uses his upper body, you know, namely elbows and shoulders to to <laughs> to influence things. And and he also in terms of challenges, he's not frightened to put himself in a position where he might be kicked. You know, he's happy to step across in front of a challenge to block the ball yeah. off and and hold onto possession, which I like to see. Um, and 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 again, that was that was part of um, you know uh, uh, Gascoin's game. You know, if, if he if he's you know half as good as Gascoin was at his time at Rangers, then Ranger you know Rangers have, have won a watch with this signing. But I think I think he's here to impress people and make an end for himself. And uh, and all in all, I think he's he's really you know he's going about it the right way. Yeah, promising start definitely. Um,
0: you, you mentioned uh, the, the lineup up front. Um, it was an unchanged lineup from the weekend, which isn't something that we've seen a lot of at Rangers this season. Has been lots of chopping and changing. Sometimes just the odd player in midfield, but you know, perhaps two games in a row um, where Morellis, Kamara, Lundstrom have been on the bench. Um, is this our best side, or you know, do you think that's the, the side that played? Uh, at the weekend the side that played at Easter Road so well um you know the side that put in you know as 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 you said and you know it's hard to disagree probably our best performance of the season certainly you know that or the hearts um that or the hearts game a few weeks ago um you know so is that our best side or do you think someone like Tillman is still going to walk back into that team when he's fit
1: i think i i would, I would always try and you know have Tillman in the team um, because I think I think he's a decent player, but so who do you put him in there and who 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 comes? Correct, in? That that is the dilemma that you then you then have, and I think I think what you, what you, you struck upon there about the that Ranger side is that Rangers best side, it's the best side for the last two games, you know, yeah, and I, the and best I, side I, they can pick just now, yeah, and I sometimes wonder, and it'll be interesting to see um, what the manager does in terms of having other players you know, back in terms of their fitness uh, and the likes, whether he does make those changes I actually think it would almost be making a swap or a switch for the sake of it because as far as I could see there was nothing wrong with either of those two performances that Rangers put, put together and I sometimes think that managers make these changes because they think it's their job to make the changes, not necessarily because it'll make the team play better. And and you know, and again, after 180 minutes of that same side playing, you would have to think there's a better understanding. there certainly looked to be a better understanding over the piece um, in midweek at Easter Road. Um, whether that's familiarity, you know, I, I think it could well be for one or two of these guys who have not not had lots of game time together. And therefore, I think no. they're still finding their feet in terms of you know where, where they where they pick up play at certain points, where they you know the the, the different roles they fill in um, on occasions, whether it's defensively or or to use that dreaded word transition, um, you know, um, moving into attack. I think they're still finding their feet a bit there, so. You know, again, if it's worked for the last two games and especially well against Hibbs, why why bother changing it? Yeah. Um,
0: it, it's interesting you said that, and, and it's been overlooked a bit because it was such a comprehensive victory in the end. But actually, there was, you know, we could have scored without exaggeration eight. You know, the number of times we created a chance in our final ball didn't find, you know, didn't find the right player or found a player who was. Uh, who didn't have the space that perhaps another player had and that again comes with with players just not quite knowing each other yet not quite um knowing where where that one will be or who's going to be in that space um you know and when you look at that if you can call them the kind of attacking four if you include Cantwell in with the the, the front three um you know that, that that those four players I think have played together I think that's the second time that the four of them have played uh, in, in the same team. Certainly, they the, the, the played in the same team for ninety minutes, uh, or for the best part of ninety minutes. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's promising. It's pleasing because you hope well they're going to build more understanding with each other as they get to know each other. Uh,
1: you know, that, yeah. that, that that can only be a good thing. Um, yeah, you know, speaking uh, uh, of the front three, was it a front? Was it a front three? Or was it a front? A front one because at different times it looked as if they were adopting the sort of 2 3 1 um, formation, but other times again it definitely looked as if there were two strikers there with one guy behind them, and at other times it looked as if it was almost like 4 1 4 1. Now, I'm not saying you know I, I, I might be over, over complicating things here and over reading the situation here, but for Rangers to be experimenting and trying these things out midway through a game against Hibs and it working for them maybe shows you that there's a bit more thinking has gone on in terms of what that starting a living is. Is that the best starting living that, that Michael Beale has actually for winning games, if you see what I mean? was that the best team that he can put out there if he needs to make a change rather than bringing on substitutes, is that a team that actually can adapt and adopt different tactics, whilst you're, you still have your starting eleven? Um, you know, I think I think there was an element of that that it almost looked as if there were guys that were interchangeable in certain positions, and and popped up in different positions. And again, that was that was pretty good to see. I wasn't quite sure whether that was just a one-off or whether it was something that actually looked as if they'd been working on. I think you've seen. I think Bill's done this a bit, particularly with
0: Kent. Uh, you know, under under Van Bronckhorst, Kent was very much playing as, uh, you know, as as a kind of outside left, for want of a better expression. Um, you know, he was on the left side. He was he was playing wide, um, and that was his position. Um, but under Biel, he's definitely been given more more room uh, or more scope rather to 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 roam. Sakala playing on the left. He's done it before. But I wasn't expecting him to start there. When you saw the starting lineup, you, and you assumed Kent will be on the left, so Carla will be on the right, and Cholak to the middle. Uh, so I was a little surprised as the game went on, and you realised, actually, that's not how we're playing. I was, I, and I'm one of the kind of point I want to make here is, you know, Cholak, I said it on, I think I said it on the podcast the last time I was on, which was a few weeks ago, I think you were there as well. I said, I don't know if, if Cholak is a B.O., Type of player, I don't know if he's going to fit into to um, Bill's system. Uh, well, you know, based on the last two games, I, I clearly know very little. Um, <laughs> now, anybody who's listened to this podcast at any point over the last five years would uh, would already know that. But um, you know, there's no point in me pretending otherwise because Cholak looked like he absolutely fitted into that system. through yeah. the and, and I was a little surprised at Cholak coming back into the team. Um, um, when he did, um, you know, for all the criticism of Rangers during the League Cup final, uh, Morello scored, um, you know, he's, uh, you know, he, he was, he, he didn't, nobody played particularly well in that game. Um, but he had been playing relatively well up until that point. He, you know, he looked like he'd found a bit of form again. Um, so, so Cholik coming back in, is, do you see him now? Is he our, our first choice, number nine, do you think? Is that him? Is it his position to lose? Or
1: do you think this is um, going to be again a case of chopping and changing? Yeah, I think I do wonder, and this is you know casting the net a bit further here. When you see what has happened at Manchester United with Veghorst, uh, who who, for all intents and purposes, is not a Manchester United type player, and never will be a Manchester United type player, but actually does. A specific role that the manager wants him to, to do. I just wonder if it's the same line of thought that's going into using Cholak. I, I, you know, I, I think I, I do wonder whether Michael Beale has decided. We've tried various, um, you know, various um, positional changes. We've tried various lineups and starters and uh, impact players coming off the bench. I do wonder if he's actually decided we do need a focal point for our attack and we need somebody I'm not quite saying he's an out-and-out target man that you'll hit the ball high or, or, or you know, you'll know, you find him in the air and you know, look for knockdowns and all, all the rest of it. But you, he is somebody who you can find and he is pretty decent at, at holding the ball up and bringing other people into play and I wonder if that is how Michael Beale sees Rangers moving forward with an actual attacker that everybody can identify as your target man. It's interesting that you say that because I I, th- I think
0: you're right. I think that is how Beale wants to play. I think that's how he had M- M- Morelos play playing. Um, uh, uh, um, and I, I it's how and what I could see and what I could divine from the match the other night it certainly looked like that's so how Cholak was playing. But it's interesting you said it that way because I actually didn't think that Cholak had that in his game. I think of Cholak as a penalty box striker. Mm -hmm. I think of of Cholak as a guy who, you know, if you, if you create chances for him in the penalty box, he will score you goals. Um, But I didn't think he had the ability to link up. I certainly didn't think he was a target for all He's you know, he's a, you know, he's a big man. Uh, I didn't think he was particularly um, good as a target man and and certainly the old
1: fashioned sense of a target man as somebody who's going to when you're that For, ball, I think mis- that's slightly. I think that's. I could be wrong. That. I think it's slightly misleading. The, the 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 title of target man, people think it's a big guy up front that you bang the ball up to and he'll I, he'll head it off or someone he'll, trying to get on the knock ons. No, correct. I appreciate that's not the type of player it, that, it, that he he, would. I, that's not the type of football be wants. Normally, he's the kind of guy though that you can see. You know, I think he's he's more visible. Some, maybe because of his stature and maybe because maybe because he actually runs around a lot more than um Morelis. Somebody else agrees with me there as well. But it's yeah,
0: uh, I'm trying to mute there just the right time. Someone's coming to
1: my front door and
0: the German shepherd's going bonkers just now. And there's okay. nobody else in. So I do you know. I do
1: wonder how, sometimes I'll get attacked as well. Anyway, but no, I mean it's it, it, it's I I do wonder whether he's got a presence. And I that's I, I think that's a better Sort of maybe use of uh, a particular word, the presence of somebody who others can play through, and also I don't. Uh, I might be, you know people might disagree. I don't think he's it he becomes lazy during games. I don't think he hides as much as maybe sometimes as Morelos did. Morelos, you can see balls getting played into spaces, and Morelos, you know, I, I would say Morelos chucked it. He, he decided very early on whether he was going to chase something or whether he was going to run into a position that somebody wanted it, whereas I think with the likes of Cholak I think he actually is willing to make those those runs and and, and, and pressurise defenders um, in, a, in a particular way that means that he'll get to the ball first and then introduce a players in the game Yeah, and of course rumours today
0: unsubstantiated as far as I know uh, but rumours today that uh, Morales is close to signing a pre-contract with Seville um, was the the, the rumour that was put out. I have no idea if there's any truth in that at all, or whether that's just uh, one of these things on the internet. So you know, Morales there is a good chance Morales won't be an option for us for much longer anyway. Um, and Cholak had such a good start to the season. Um, you know, whatever you you know, when we look back at our summer signings, and I think. Um, Tellman has obviously come good. Um, but beyond that, I think there was a lot of head scratching and, and, criticism and, and, rightful criticism about some of the, um, some of the, uh, some the, the players we brought in in the summer. But actually, I think because Cholik had got injured, we'd forgotten actually just what a good start to the season he had, uh, and just how important a player he was. Now, moving down the team a little bit, um, you mentioned it at the start, you know, Raskin and Cantwell, Um, you know a lot's been made about them coming in uh, uh, high expectations uh, for them and they both really played well I thought on Wednesday night and I thought they also both showed well um, uh, against Komalik at the weekend but for me the person that really shone in midfield was Ryan Jack Uh, I think you mentioned that yourself Um, (laughs) Jack's always even with us now it's kind of five seasons I think it's coming up for, Um, he's out of contract in the summer, Um, he has Injury problems. Uh, you know, I'm not convinced Ryan Jack can play two games a week. Um, you know, I think I think he can do a Saturday, to Saturday. I'm not sure he can do Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Um, that won't be as big a problem um, in the run-end to the to the title this year because um, there isn't European football, unfortunately. Um, but on that showing. Do you give him a new contract? Is he somebody you, you 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 gamble on and say, right, you know what? If we can get twenty five games a season from him, he is worth a new contract. Or do you think it's just a case of, well, you know, I'm sorry, yes, you are a very good player when fit, but but your fitness is not good enough.
1: Yeah, um, let's not limit that conversation to just him. If you if you, you mentioned just
0: him because he played a really good game the other night and you just you
1: remembered might, how good he is. But you might you might catch my drift here that if you have that conversation with him, who else do you have that that conversation with? Because there's a, a number of players at at Rangers and have been for the last couple of seasons. You know, we 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 learned today or yesterday that uh, Roof is out, and you know, for the rest of the the remainder of the season, you Now, when he signed for Rangers. I had it in pretty good authority that um, both from you know Belgium and from guys that had watched them regularly at Leeds United that if he played one in every four games, he'd have done well. And I don't listen. I don't know what the figures are. But it doesn't seem any any more than one in four games. I mean, over they over
0: not one in four this season. Um, no, um, I mean he had uh, the title winning season. He was a really important player. It but, was, um, and we've missed him since then as well. We have missed. So
1: him. I think uh, I think if you you know I've, I've kind of opened that debate up to myself, if you like, because I'm still answering your first question. Do I think that Jack is worthy of uh a, a, a contract on the last couple of performances? It might swear and say yes, but if if I looked at it, you know, in a cold light of day and over a piece, I would think that there might be better players out there that could be had for similar wages, who might actually be able to give you two games a week um, rather than always like playing selective matches. And it's it's you know, it's a hard one, it's a tough one, but I think all in all I I don't think it's frustrating that you see him playing in the way he, he has played and, you, you know, and the, the goal he scored in the, the cup final last season and that's the kind of player you want but you don't always get that every week and sometimes you don't get it for several weeks because he's not fit I mean, the fitness is the only thing about Jack. Uh, you know,
0: that's been the, the, the only thing about Jack that you could make any complaints about in, in most of his time at Rangers. Um, the other thing about Jack, of course, is that he is out of contract. Unlike Roof, he is out of contract in the summer. Um, whatever we want to do with Roof, he's under contract, so he doesn't have to go anywhere. Um, whereas Jack is out, is out of contract. And The other thing that goes in Jack's favour when it comes to the contract is his, his nationality. Yeah, um, and the need to have a certain number of homegrown players in in the squad. Uh, you know, Jack ticks a couple of boxes there for us. So um, I suppose if he can if he can maintain a level of fitness, then uh, perhaps a, a you know a one or two year contract um, it may well be offered. However, at his age, he may be looking for for longer than that. He may be looking for more security. So um, I guess we'll just have to see. But I guess at the, in at the bottom line, in all this, Stuart, has, it's down to him. You know, if yeah, he keeps it
1: yeah, he's
0: playing, I, then, then, you know, this becomes a good conversation because the, there's no way the club won't offer him a contract. Yes. Um, if he, if he's managed to get his injury worries behind him, then, then I don't imagine anybody will be more pleased about that than Ross Wilson and, and uh, Michael Beale um, because he is, he would be a headache to replace, mm. uh, you know, because he is a very good player in that
1: position. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. And I, but, you know, and I, and I think what he contributes when fit is sizeable. Um yeah. <laughs> and and for the other, you know, tick boxes that you mentioned there, you're absolutely spot on with that. But I do I do wonder that there there are very few players who who might be injury prone, who then become less injury prone as they I get older. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's very true, actually. It's
0: very true. Um, we've mentioned that these, that the game on Wednesday, the game against Hearts, probably our best performances, certainly domestically our best performances this season. Um, I'd put it to you: is do you think that's simply because we were away from home and, and Hearts and Hibs both both kind of came out and played, both you know played relatively expansive formations, and, and that played into our strengths. Um you know, our closing game, our closing down game was very good against both of them. We didn't give them time to settle in the ball at all. Um and the, the, the like you mentioned, it's that like the fluidity of the team, the, the speed at which we were moving the ball around, um it simply suited us. Uh, it suited our style, it suited the type of players we've got. But do you think there's more to this? Do you think we've got players in our team who prefer it away from home? Where there's less scrutiny. That's um, the do you think we've got the, players who yeah.
1: are a bit intimidated by actually playing at Ibrooks just now? That's the that's the COVID question, isn't it? Did Rangers win the title Sorry. when there was nobody at Ibrooks because the, the some of the players actually played better when nobody was on their back? Or yeah. or is it or is it the fact that when teams come to Ibrooks, they literally set up they set up with two banks of four fixed bayonets and it's like a scene from Rort's Drift. Um because yeah. you, you know, they'll they'll hit you in the break, but most of the time they're there not. Most of the time. It. Some
0: of them are not even interested in doing that, frankly. they are they just they're, yeah. they're happy just coming to try yeah. and get a point and you know, maybe get a set piece later.
1: Um, I, I think I think it might be it might it, there might have been an element actually of the two Edinburgh teams thinking to themselves this is a this is an opportunity to put on a turn on a performance against Rangers. Um and, and maybe maybe off the back of not being quite sure what kind of Ranger side will turn up or what kind of performance level they'll produce. And I think they left themselves slightly open. Maybe they did get a wee bit too cocky in in taking it to Rangers and thinking, right, let's have a let's have a go at them here. Um and they were they were punished because of that. Especially especially in you know in midweek. I I d I don't think I don't think there'd been a single in fact I know having spoken to a couple, I don't think there'd been a single Hibs fan who'd have been shocked, surprised, amazed, or disgruntled, had Rangers taken five, six or seven off Hibs yeah, the other night. I mean I know we have we hear here to talk about
0: Rangers and Rangers played well and, and in many ways didn't let Hibs play but Hibs were poor. Uh, I have to say that was a poor I'm, team I thought.
1: I, I mentioned off air before we, in discussion before we come on that the thing that kind of slightly shocked me or worried me was Hibs are a league forum and if you look at the league table are the fourth best team in Scotland. And Rangers who had you know having numerous problems this season took them apart, systematically yeah. took them apart, and could have and it could have been a whole lot worse for Hibs. So I don't think that Hibs team I think finally Rangers turned in a performance, it makes you question just how good Hibs actually were, and I don't think they were very good. No, no, they weren't at all. <laughs> okay. Moving moving forward a bit.
0: I, I don't know if you saw it. Um, at the weekend, the, this amazing statistic that came out of the weekend um, about Arsenal. I don't know if you, you came across that or not, um, but there was a great statistic came out of the weekend um, uh, that Saturday's starting lineup for Arsenal um, was the first time since 1986 that a, a player who featured under Arsene Wenger hadn't started in the team. Mm-hmm. Which is an incredible start since 1986. It's just, it just—it's—you it, it, know—I was still at school in 1986, um, and uh, it got me thinking about what what is the Rangers equivalent to that. Um, I don't know if you have got a chance to think about that, Stuart, but let me throw a couple at you. Um, in 1907, Rangers signed a player called Jimmy Gordon. Jimmy Gordon is in the hall of fame Um you know, Jimmy Gordon, uh, ten, 10 caps for Scotland at a time when Scotland, I think played two games a year, yeah. um, um, you know, so uh, Jimmy Gordon, it was an, an astonishing player. I was reading a little bit about him. He played up front. He played in midfield. He played in defense and he played in goal for Rangers first team during his career. Not many players can say that yeah. um, and his last game for Rangers um, was, uh, it was actually a, a benefit match, a testimonial, a benefit match for, a, for another Rangers player, Bette, bit Manderson. Um, but uh, well, that was Jimmy Gordon's last game for Rangers. And that also was Bill Struth's first game in charge of Rangers. So he played under Bill Struth. Fast forward to 1966 and Eric Caldo. Eric Caldo's final game for Rangers was 1966. And Eric Caldo has signed by Bill Struth and played under Bill Struth towards the end of his career. So I reckon that's probably our longest. Connection um, between uh, between players and, and, and a manager, um, but I can't say that there was somebody played in every single game in between those times. I, I can't. Yeah. I didn't go into it in that depth. Um, more recently, um, David Cooper. Mm-hmm. David Cooper signed in nineteen seventy seven. Uh, David Cooper was at the club when Walter Smith was there, not as manager, but certainly when he was there as assistant. Um, and Alan McGregor, who is still playing today, dogs not happy with the staff. No, 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 um, no. Alan <laughs> McGregor, who's still playing today, obviously played under Walter Smith, um, uh, uh, and he's still playing for Rangers today. So again, that's quite a distance. I also, and unfortunately, didn't play. But Derry Johnston, Derry Johnston, Johnston's yeah, was I mean, in nineteen seventy, yeah. was still at the club when Smith and Sooners came in, but he didn't. As far as I can tell, he didn't play that Soon as um, uh, well, Smith really took Rangers for a Glasgow Cup uh, final against right. Celtic. Yeah. Um and they beat them three two McCoy's got off the
1: back <laughs> of that.
0: That's right. And um and uh it, but I don't think Derry Johnson played in that game. No. Um so I don't think he did play. But if it would if he if he had, then that would have stretched that to, to from nineteen seventy through to, to, to the current day. So have you have you any thoughts on that? Is there anybody you think that might no,
1: come into I mean, that category? My, my, McGregor and the, the two for me would have been um, McGregor and uh, Derek Johnson you know I, I, you know David, David Cooper you you mentioned it, it it wasn't so much it wasn't a, really an afterthought I just, you know it was the, the lo- his longevity but no you're right I mean and again I, I think those kind of players are, are going to really diminish you know they, they have diminished <laughs> And, uh, you know, we'll see the, that the McGregor, the, the McGregor one. It, there's almost a, if you like, an excuse or a reason for it because he's a goalkeeper, you know, you you, you maybe have that kind of longevity with goalkeepers who are a, a permanent fixture. And I still go, I still go back to the, the, the thing that I've said for for weeks and and months that. In terms of recruitment, that that is the one position that Ranger have got to get absolutely bang on and and do it very very quickly. Um, but no, I, I mean uh, you know Derek, I mean Derek Johnson was a a, a kind of permanent fixture. He had that brief, brief flirtation with um, you know Chelsea and and he was done at Chelsea yeah. and in the, the likes, but the. You know, and and again, I th- I think as a as a striker as a goal scorer, I think, you know, if if he hadn't been such a good player as a centre back, or if he'd focused on one rather than the, the the other, I mean, he could have had an amazing number of goals for Rangers, or he could have been a team that he actually built a Rangers say because as a as a centre back, I mean, I thought early seventies, Derek Derek Johnson, you know. And for Scotland as well, at that particular point in time, yeah. was. outstanding the World Cup, Derek Johnson
0: was was just yeah you know and Johnson's one of these players who I think his achievements as a player have been diminished by his post by his you know his kind of career if you like post uh, playing where he's you know I, I, he's maybe not as serious perhaps not quite as articulate you know a, a, you know something of the the, the kind of clown. Um, well, he's being ready, I don't mean that, I don't mean that to be derogatory. Obviously, it did sound a bit derogatory. But, you know, he playing that slightly, um, you know, uh, 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 the kind of, um, the, the, you know, not being the serious one, you know, you're trying to have a yeah. clip all the time. And I think in some ways that has affected people's perception of Johnston. And if you actually look at the stats of the clinical and at times. talk to people who played yeah. about him, yeah. you know, what a football player Derek Johnston yeah. was. Um, um, yeah, I, I mean, I spoke uh, to I spoke
1: to a couple of players at that time, and uh, for various you know various articles and things, and, and to a man, they they always said that Derek Johnson was was a far better player than he ever get credit for, simply because yeah, it. I would agree with of, of all the facets that he had. I mean, he could yeah. he could he could a, you know he could hit a ball. Um, you know, from a standing position on the volley, on the turn, taking, you know, controlling the ball and, and, and putting it away. And his prowess in the air was absolutely, you know, in, in, incredible. And, you absolutely. know, yeah. and, and Gordon, and Gordon, in a conversation once with Gordon Smith, Gordon said, Gordon said it was made easy for him playing because Derek Johnson did so much of the work. Derek have- Johnston was the target man. Derek Johnston yeah,
0: oh, was a guy who could, definitely. He could win the ball in the air, he could hold the ball up, he could put the ball in. Look, we we'll need to run on because I'm conscious of time yeah, yeah. and I'm conscious that Frankie will probably cut us off um, <laughs> if we don't get moving. When I Wait was going to sit here and talk about Derek Johnston all night. We've dog barking. <laughs> um, Race Rovers on Sunday um the the scottish cup and um, the, the the thing that's sprung to mind Wraith rovers it has been perishing and cold in glasgow all week um, and I, I look at the forecast for sunday and i see it's going to rain um, do you think the person who coined the phrase the magic of the cup had wraith rovers in march in mind when they said that it's not the glamour tie um, you know it's not something that we're going to be we're all going to get particularly excited about the last time Race Rovers played us in the Cup at Ivox, they beat us, they put us out. Back in the the um, dark days um, when we were, we were in the Championship and, and struggling to get out of it. And there were protests going on at that time, trying to get rid of the board. Um, a, a, a very different Rangers now. Race Rovers aren't in good form just now, Stuart. Um, they were well beaten by Partick Thistle at the weekend. Um, in fact, Race Rovers haven't actually won a match uh, in the league since early February, and their only victory in that time, ironically, was against Motherwell uh, in the cup. Um, what kind of match should we expect
1: on on Sunday? What do, what do you think the game will be like? I i i don't see i don't see, um, see Ruthovers being expansive <laughs> at, at all. Um, I, I think I, I think they'll try and hold out for as long as possible um, against Rangers. But the same token. I think it's, it's. I think this is will be more to do with what how Rangers approach this. You know, if Rangers if Rangers get into their stride early on, then there will be no problems. I think if if they toil and huff and puff and struggle a bit, then it could be a difficult game. But I still I still see this as a game that Rangers should win comfortably. I think i will get too much firepower for for a start and they've also got too many if you like options where goals can come from do you know what I mean Um and the fact that you know I think the odds are Radically reduced for Rangers getting a penalty to, to give them a starter for ten, as Bambergasco would say. Um, you know, a, a, I, a friend told me. Um, a
0: friend told me through the week that um, Alan Ruff apparently said that the penalty shouldn't have been a penalty because it was an ac- the penalty on Wednesday it shouldn't have been an ac- a penalty because it was an accident.
1: <laughs> it's like, right. okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I, the other. I mean, just, just. Joking aside, the one thing I will say about the amount of penalties that Rangers get just shows you how much they actually play in opposition box. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, I mean that's that's why they're, they're awarded so many, you know, so many penalties. Um, but no, I think I think Rangers it should be focused in this game, heads down, get the job done, um, and you know, and give the, you know, I I I wouldn't even say you know, give the make it a crowd pleaser. I think it would just be. Be, get the job done. I'm, I'm reminded yeah. of Scottish Cup ties, quarterfinal ties in the Scottish Cup at Ibrox over the years and I remember one which was the slittiest, wettest, coldest, windiest days um, and getting to Ibrox to watch them against Hamilton Ackeys and Rangers Ranked won 5-1 and it was just it was just numbingly cold. And it was, it was the, 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 you know, it was, it didn't give me any pleasure with the he's getting beat 5 1, but it was the kind of, I, I don't even think that would have warmed anybody's cockles that day. I think it was just yeah. absolutely you know miserable. I mean it's not hiding hide into nothing. If they win 7-0, people will say, well, that was expected.
0: You know, if we if we struggle, then they'll get criticized. It's, it's one of these games. You're right. They need the early goal. Um, Bill said in his press conference today that he intends to pick his strongest side. Do you expect any changes at all from Wednesday night?
1: Not unless he tries to use or utilize um Tillman. And whether that's as a starter or off the bench or or whatever. I think actually, I think actually he might he might go with this team again to almost to prove a point that he's he's not a kind of a guy who makes changes for the sake of changing, but also the fact that this is his this for those available, this is his best team, and it might also be a message. um, Touching upon something we mentioned earlier on, it might also be a message to other players who maybe haven't contributed the way they should have done, that you're not just waltzing back into this team. This is the level of performance I expect from my team. And if you're going to come in, this is what you have to do and how you have to do it. So yeah. there may be a number of, you know, ulterior motives, let's say, from the manager and playing the same starting 11 3 games in the spin. I, I
0: would I would not be surprised if Jack doesn't play. Um, simply because I think, you know, even if he is fit, I wouldn't be surprised if he decides to rest him, um, and, and keep him for the league. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if Jack doesn't play and if we, we may go with another slightly more, uh, creative midfielder rather than an all sitting midfielder. They may feel that Raskin sitting is enough to play against race It's hard to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jack is, is, doesn't play and they, they choose to play another midfielder instead of Jack just to give him a, mm. a rest. Um, very quickly, there, there was a rare sighting of Matondo on the bench on um, on Wednesday night. Um, you know, a frustrating player, an expensive player in, in terms of yeah, in, in real terms, in terms of what it's cost us. Um, Bill has said uh, said today in his press conference that the, the Rangers squad is is too large at the minute. Um, you know. Guys like Matondo, do you think they have a future at Rangers? Do you think? Do you, I mean, it's interesting to see what he's done with Sakala. Now, you know that's Sakala had good moments last season. Sakala had good moments under under Van Bronckhorst, um, but I think he's currently playing the best football he's played since he joined Rangers. Um, you know, in the last couple of months, I think Bale has has found a way of working with Sakala. Um, I'm not I'm not necessarily comparing Sakala Matondo, other than they're both players. Who have struggled a bit to their finishing is poor, their decision making wasn't great, and I think it's a callous decision making still could be improved. Um but their decision making isn't always great. Um you can see there's ability there. There's yeah. certainly speed. Um you know, so so there are similarities in 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 their, their similarities in, in, in the type of football, albeit they are different types of players. Um is also very young, you know, you are certainly inexperienced. Uh, he hasn't played a lot of first team football. Do you think? Do you think there's a future for him? And if, and, and and you know, to kind of round off the night, um, you know, who do you think will 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 be leaving? Who do you think will be making this
1: squad lighter in the summer? Um, I think. Well, we we touched upon Morelos. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, it would have almost been unthinkable for Morelos just to walk out the door, um, and. Back then, if he was walking out the door, Rangers were going to be picking anything from, you know, nine to ten to twelve million quid for him or whatever it he might have been worth. Um I think right at this minute in time I don't I I, I do think many would be shedding tears. I may be a bit a bit strong, but I think at times he's looked he's looked disinterested. And if you can look disinterested in one game and then suddenly look as if your life depended on it in the next game, you do wonder what's going on in his head. The The whole thing about the Rangers squad and, and you know, I do wonder what size of squad Michael Beale actually has, because when you take into account all the injuries, at times it's been... It's been a it's been a good thing that they have had so many players well, available true. to yeah, them. That's true. Um, otherwise, you could have been absolutely threadbare. I'm, I'm equally, you know, uh, I'm reminded of the the whole um, squad size that a certain you know, uh, Mister Warburton thought he, he could get away with, and thinking again, this is Scottish football, even taking into account suspensions, that will never be enough players to see through the season. So yeah, I, 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 I think that, I think there needs to be a trimming of the squad in certain areas. I think one or two, you know, if if offers come in, I think Rangers would readily look at it simply because they want to strengthen elsewhere and, and, and you know, bring in their own players, so to speak. So I, I, I'd see maybe, you know, Two, three, four, m- maybe being top of the list to leave. Um, again, I, again, we're back to the whole situation, aren't we? The whole Barisic question: What's going to? What's? Where's he going? Is he going? Is he popular? Is he not popular? Are they trying to replace him? If they did replace him, would they would he want to leave? I, I, I think me and you know, I could speak for another hour and a half. on on the possibilities (laughs) of that. Um, The one thing I will say is that the goalkeeping situation, and I I keep banging on about it, is one that needs to be sorted sooner rather than later. I don't see... Yeah, Yeah, I think... I I could see McLaughlin and McGregor both leaving this summer. Yeah, I could as well. And that that would leave you in a situation where all of a sudden you've got somebody coming in as the number one with a possible... Another number two, who you don't know what he's like simply because you don't know what the number one's like. If you see what I mean, you, you, yeah, I do know, yeah, two guys starting up, you know, starting afresh. I don't think we're going to see anybody like Chris Woods coming in and Nicky Walker hanging around because he's getting the same contract as what Chris Woods has. You know, I don't think, I don't think that's about this. Another thing is about McCrory is he is he good enough? Is he not good enough? If he's not good enough and you kinda make up your mind, let the guy go. Yeah. Well that's three managers now that have
0: chosen not to play him. Um, yeah at a time when they could have brought him in because the, the first choice wasn't um wasn't doing as well as as we'd all expect him to do. So I think that tells its own story. Um Strangely, when he did get the chance, um, last season, when he came in when we had a goalkeeping crisis, I thought he did pretty well. So, uh, it's a strange one. But goalkeepers mature late. Um, I think we, we, you know, we've all seen that. You know, goalkeepers that can be in their mid 20s before they're, um, they could kind have of reached the point where they're, where they've got all the daft mistakes out of their system and, um, things. So, uh, again, we'll just have to see. McGregor and McLaughlin, again, both have the fact they're Scottish. Um yeah. and we'll have that um again, which definitely helps. Um but but we'll see. Look, um I think we've done fifty one minutes. Um so slightly longer than um um slightly longer than uh Frankie asked to do, but significantly longer than Morellas put into um <laughs> into most of his recent <laughs> matches. Uh, so listen, thanks for coming on tonight, Stuart. Appreciate you giving Thank up your drumming pass I'll let you go back and annoy <laughs> your neighbours. Um, just to remind everybody that um, you know, if you're listening just now, you're listening live. That's fantastic. If you're on catch up, remember you can get us on a cast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, uh, there is a podcast on Sunday night. Uh, I believe it is. Colin, Craig and Doogie. Um, Assuming that you know one of them isn't whipped down to London to uh, take Gary Lineker's place uh, at the BBC because I don't think anyone else is taking those positions. Um, And they'll be on just to see if Stuart and I have been talking rubbish about Sunday or not um, (laughs) and anything else that might well happen over this weekend so please uh, join them if you have a chance. Um, And uh, again remember that uh, Jersnet is available uh, it's not just the podcast. Uh, we have the forums um, and, and the main website. Or so if you go to www.jersnet.co.uk, um, uh, all that leaves for me is to wish you all a very pleasant weekend. Um, and here's hoping we're in the next round of the Cup. uh get to come this time on Sunday night. Thank you and good night.